everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. I'm super excited to have Audra on here. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but uh, for everybody that's logging on, we're going to be talking about young onset dementia or early onset Alzheimer's. There, It's actually known a bunch of different ways, but I noticed that you call it young onset dementia or Alzheimer's, which I like as well. Uh, but let's go ahead and hop in. So let's start with who is Audra and why is this topic so personal to you? Um. So I'm Audra, I'm 31. I live in Baltimore, like we talked about, um, born and raised in Maryland. And uh, this topic is very close to my heart because my mom was diagnosed in 2018 at the age of 56, so. Did anybody else in your family have a dementia diagnosis or is this the first one? Um, like I would say my mom's grandma had dementia towards the end of her life, but nothing that's like early onset. So nothing that they said would run in the family or anything like that. Is there something you can get tested for or is it just kind of up in the air yeah so we've talked about it and there is a genetic test that you can take um since we were told that it wasn't genetic or familial um none of us have have gone that route yet i know i've talked to some people on tiktok actually that have gone that route but uh yeah that's a tough uh that's a tough thing to decide hey there thank you so much for tuning in to you're not alone with townsend if you're enjoying these live streams and podcasts and want to see them continue, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Your support means that the research and time and effort that goes into each one of these episodes can continue, and we can reach out to more guests and do more awesome things in 2022. All right, back to the conversation. It's kind of like knowing your last day. Would you want to know or would you not? I don't ugh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's the beauty of life is like not knowing when, when your last day is going to be, you know, if you know, then you can plan everything out. I actually asked my mom if she knew this was coming, would she change anything in her life? Like right when she was diagnosed and she said she wouldn't. So um, that's something that has, has stuck with me, I would say. And that, like, I don't think I would get tested if I thought that it was genetic. It's kind of yeah. The diagnosis requires evaluation and testing. So um, I did full-time speech-language therapy for about nine years, 10 years. I still do it on the side as well. And dementia is something I run across all the time. So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I think I have dementia. And I feel like that term is used so loosely. But to actually have a diagnosis, you have to have evaluation. You have to have testing. And some memory difficulties are totally normal. They say that your memory starts to decline at like 30 years old or something crazy which makes me feel better because I go into the kitchen and I don't remember why I was there and yeah. I'm like nah, I'm in the that, that's what most people do um but so dementia just for people that don't know it's actually like um a structural abnormality in your brain tissue so you start to notice trouble with memory problem solving the simple everyday task and there are a ton of different types uh they've got what alzheimer's parkinson's Lewy body um huntington's and those are just to name a few of them so what is your mom what what is her actual diagnosis so it's dementia, or I guess it's all, I guess it's dementia with Alzheimer's. When she was first diagnosed, it was like dementia. And at that time, we didn't really understand the difference between the two. And my stepdad had explained it to me as dementia is like an umbrella and Alzheimer's. It could be Alzheimer's or it could be something else. Um, but they did the, uh, I guess I did a CAT scan or whatever it was on her brain. And you could see the plaques on her brain 
um, that are like the same as Alzheimer's. So it's basically the amyloid plaques are overgrowing and um, that's what creates the, you know, miscommunication. Look at you sounding all scientific. I love it. That's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. I've seen all your posts. So for people that don't know who Audra is, um, I actually got to see her story on TikTok. So I follow all these stories. I love to get to know people through social media. I think it's just so, so cool. That's where I've gotten a lot of my stories to share. Um, and a lot of people told me to follow her. So I found her on there. She talks about her mom. And you've actually gotten a ton of um, I guess, attention for sharing your mom's story. So that is so cool that more people are becoming more aware. Yeah, I mean, I, when I did my first TikTok, I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. And um, everybody was so loving. And I saw so many people be like, my mom just got diagnosed. My dad's diagnosed. I don't know anybody that's his age. Thank you for sharing. And it just keeps coming. And I, I really didn't think it would be like that at all. I just was like, I'm just going to put it out there and see what happens. And um it's really taken off. I mean, it's, it's wild to see that there's that many people out there. Cause when my mom was diagnosed, I was like, I don't know one person that even understands. And there's thousands of people on TikTok. Just like, I get it. I love it. And that's what this yeah. year not alone project is for. Just, I want my people to know you as well. So if they have any questions, they can reach out to you. They can reach out to me. Just we're all connected. The world is much smaller than, than you think it might be, but all right. So what makes dementia early so you know we keep saying early onset dementia early onset alzheimer's how did she get that early diagnosis so the earlier the young is basically because she was diagnosed under the age of 65 um so people get confused when they say early onset versus early stage people tend to think when you're saying early onset that it's you know new alzheimer's or they're not that far along in the disease so we like to call it young onset because we think it kind of defines it more. You know, I mean, it's all based on on the age that she was diagnosed. So since she was diagnosed at 56. When and how did you first notice something kind of being off with your mom? So I would say my first like tell um, would be about two years before she was diagnosed. So in 2016, I was actually living in Florida at the time and I was moving and uh, she was going to come down and help me out to move and like get me settled and everything. And she came down for the weekend and she was so high anxiety and just like not herself. And I was like, something's going on. Um, so I know I've said that on TikTok a lot. It's like the personality change, like I was super outgoing, very bubbly, like just a go-getter. And then all of a sudden, like when things changed, like she just was just very reliant on everybody else and didn't have any confidence. And um, she just lost a lot of like who, like her personality, I would say. I mean, it's still there. Definitely. You can see it in some of the videos, like she's still her crazy self, but um, she was very timid at the beginning, like when it first That's started. Really I wonder if up. it was like her noticing and trying to hide it or if it was just making her just, you know, those not being able to communicate with her brain cells and all that, making her anxious. Like, I wonder if she was trying to hide it from you guys. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I don't know if she was necessarily trying to hide it, but I think she didn't know what was going on and it scared her. So she like, was very unsure about things like not to say we were lucky, but my mom stopped driving on her own. Um, we didn't have to deal with like taking keys and things like that. Um, when she knew something was wrong and she like got scared enough, she called it off for herself. Like she's like, I can't do it anymore. I've had conversations with my stepdad about the conversations that he had with her during the diagnosis. And now, you know, they were going to be in it together and everything. And um, so she, she was still aware. Definitely. I mean, even, even now she still makes comments about, you know, my thing or whatever. So she still knows what's going on to an extent, just not wow, all the that's time. Crazy. So before all of this happened, have you, yeah. had you even heard of this diagnosis? Did you know it was a thing? 
So I, I knew, I mean, as is everybody, I knew about dementia and Alzheimer's. I definitely thought it was like an old person's disease. Um, I was always scared that it would happen to somebody that I loved. I didn't, I never wanted to see it. I couldn't imagine somebody forgetting who I was. Um, but when my mom was diagnosed, I, I had no idea it could happen at that age. I was just so shocked. I was like, how can it be like, how, how can that happen to somebody that young, you know, especially since it never ran in our family. So we never saw it. It wasn't like something that we've seen happen before. So I think we were all kind of I in shock. I can only imagine how terrifying that is. Absolutely. Especially like, like I talked about, I do therapy. Um, I, dementia was something I worked with all the time. So I had to do a lot of counseling with families. And even when you're 90 and you have that diagnosis, it's, it's still just so heartbreaking because it's the awareness, it's the family, it's counseling that, you know, the personality is going to change. They might get super anxious. Some of them get super paranoid. So I can't even fathom like having that conversation with a 50 something year old. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess it's just knowing what's to come, but not really knowing to, like you just said, like you don't know how it's going to end or how it's going to go, but you know, knowing that everything's about to really change, you know, for, and it's, it's a, it's a long time, you know, I mean, it's not long enough to have my mom, like I, I'd rather have my mom, you know, but like it could be 10 years of this, you know, and that's a long time to just sit there and like sit back and, and watch, watch this happen, you know, and each stage is different and every day is different and every mood is different. It just, it's ever changing. So like to be around it, like it's, it's pretty wild. And, you know, my stepdad, I know he's on here. I saw him like, he's, he's a saint. I don't know how he does it all the time. He's, he lives and breathes it and, and he's the best thing that she's ever had. So I've met some amazing, amazing people in here and I'm convinced that there are saints here on earth and I'm sure he is one of them. Um, so does he still work full time? Yeah, so he's a real estate agent. That's how they met. So um, he is not working as much as he was working prior to the diagnosis, but he's starting to try to work a little more now um, and just try to, you know, sell more properties and be more involved. So he's, he's doing his best. I mean, real estate's tough because, you know, it comes and goes and it could be on a weekend or it could be, you know, whenever it is. I mean, he can make his own schedule to an extent, but not all the time. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been okay so far, but it's getting to the point where like she needs assistance more. She at the point where she needs twenty four seven care. Is she able to stay home for a little bit by herself? How how's that working out for you guys? Yeah, right now she needs to be eyes on her twenty four seven. I mean, uh, when I stay there overnight, I don't necessarily sleep in the same room as her, but um, like she needs yeah she needs assistance with. I mean, not that she's gonna do anything bad she just wanders and you know you're just scared she's gonna fall or or pick up something that she doesn't shouldn't be picking up or just walk out the door so I mean she's just wandering a lot and and she yeah. needs somebody there I've heard of a lot time. of people yeah. um because when you get dementia or anything like that it's almost a curse when you're really healthy physically because you could just get up and go and so that's one thing that's kind of nice when you're 90s. I mean, you're in a wheelchair, so you can't just get up and walk out the door. But you have to think about being in your 50s. She's up and running around. So you just run out the back door. Have y'all put yeah, like alarms or anything or thought yeah. about? So we have cameras right now in some of the rooms. Um, I don't think there's alarms yet, but we like my stepdad just put up gates the other day to uh, stop her from going up and down the stairs because she's getting into going up and down the stairs all the time and while we're trying to work it makes it difficult um but yeah I mean we're not to the point where she's necessarily going out the door she has trouble opening the door when it's locked so fingers crossed that stays that way um but yeah I mean 
she's still pretty healthy and that's what they say about the younger onset is that um it's the purest it's the purest form of dementia because they don't have any other health problems so that's what's really gonna deteriorate them in the end like if you're older and you've had cancer and the dementia kicks in or you just you know whatever like this is the purest form and this is probably what's gonna you know i can't imagine that that's a tough diagnosis uh for the person and like I said everybody around yeah. so uh, i know you're a saint as well the videos that i've seen it's just so amazing to see you still have her involved you still sing songs for her you guys she loves the matchbox 20 people so you guys get them to sing for her. i love yeah. it um so there is no cure right um, but what are some things like you talked about those moments of just really high anxiety or lots of confusion what have you found that kind of helped the most during those moments well definitely the music so you touched on that um if she's having a tough day or she's like lost in her own thoughts um put on some rob thomas or some train or something from like that era where she can hum along and be happy for a little bit at least um the other thing we like to do is hang out with her dog cookie she loves cookie it's her best friend cookie can do no wrong um but it's just mostly redirecting, right? So I've learned that, you know, if she's upset or if she's thinking about something or just talking about something that's like nonsense, just trying to think about or tell her something that will make her happy. Like, oh, where's Cookie? Cookie wants you. Or, oh, let's go listen to music. Or let's just like change the train of thought. Like I've learned that that's the best way to get around those situations or scenarios. Um, I've also learned that like living her truth that's her truth that she lives whether it makes sense or not to us like if she's like right now she's saying she goes to the water all the time like i need to go get the water i need to go down to the water like and it makes zero sense but to her it means something so you're just like okay like sure let's go down to the water you know just to live her truth for like that that moment instead of being like no you don't know what you're talking about or no that's not right um that just fires it up more so it's hard to live in that that truth, especially like for Scott all the time, because it's just, it's nonsense, but um, it helps us just kind of get through the day and trying to get her onto the next thing, you know? So that's what I've learned recently because she does babble a lot more and it doesn't really make any sense anymore. So you just kind of nod and be like, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. cool story. I do that throughout the day with people that do make sense. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Good story. Good story. That was a 30 minute story. I got things to do. Exactly. No. Um, so funny thing. Okay. So with doing therapy, um, there was actually not that long ago, they had a lot of research that said um, when people with dementia would talk about nonsense things, you were supposed to correct them. So let's say they think they're going down to the water. Uh, you were supposed to redirect, like um, make it more correct. So be like, there is no water. You're in the nursing home. You didn't go down to the water, blah, blah, blah. Well, they have found with time. And again, here just recently, they found a lot more research that it's much more beneficial just to go along with their story. Um, it actually makes them much, much less anxious. And like you said, it kind of just keeps them calm in that moment. So um, yeah, if she talks about going down to the water, they have found it's much more beneficial to be like, oh, okay, the water will tell me about it, blah, 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 and just going along with their truth. I think you worded it perfectly. Just that is their world. Um, there is no reason to sit there and argue with them. It's just going to make both your heads spin. So just kind of going along with it and making her happy in the time being. So yeah, good job with that. Yeah, I mean, it's all about keeping the emotions level, you know, so whatever you can do to keep it streamlined instead of like really high and really low, like, that's what makes your day good or bad. If it's just a level day, then, then you're winning and uh, just saying, okay, we're going to the water, we'll go to the water, like, or I'm glad you went to the water, just, you know, just 
agreeing and she's like okay good good I'm glad like I'm happy we're doing that and, you know then it's the next one time I worked so. with the lady she's yeah. probably 85 or something she had pretty bad dementia um and we were in the nursing home she was in uh what we call the memory unit so the doors were locked because she could wander as well um and she was dead set on she was in line to vote there is no one around okay there is no line there are no people but she was in line to vote and so she had pulled a chair up she was in sitting in the hallway and she was getting mad because a lot of the staff members were, you know, trying to correct her. You're not voting. This is not blah, blah, blah. They're trying to move her. So she was furious. So they call me in to come see her. So I go down, I get a chair, I pull up beside, beside her. And I'm just like, so who are you voting for? And I mean, that's all she needed. And so we talked about how we got there. She talked about she mm -hmm. rode the train. She used a quarter to get on the train. She rode all the way across town to go vote. And she was perfectly happy. And it was in two minutes, she was on to a different subject. But as long as they argued it, she was just as tense as she could be. So, yeah, I can definitely agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it also makes great stories like that. Like you could just, you know, you're always, you always have that in your back pocket to be like this one time, this lady thought she was voting. I mean, it, as, you know, ignorant as that sounds, it's, it's part of it you know you got to laugh at it a little bit you have to, I mean a lot but you really have to yeah laugh. oh Otherwise, absolutely you're not get absolutely <laughs> um yeah the only time you really need to correct them is if they're causing harm to themselves and there's still a correct way to do that other than you know making them all worked up um so since this diagnosis since you've become more familiar with it have you done a bunch of research have you gotten connected like what have you done uh to learn more about it yeah, so I've been lucky enough to be a part of a nonprofit locally here in Baltimore, um, well, in Westminster, Maryland, but Baltimore area um, called YES, which is Young Onset Education, Young Onset Dementia Education and Support. I say it all the time, and I knew I was going to mess it up tonight. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a support, or it's a nonprofit that's focused on the young onset. Um, so everybody that's a part of it has been diagnosed under the age of 65. And um, what I found a lot when I, my mom was first diagnosed was that we didn't really have much support for like my age group, you know, 30 year olds, 25 year olds, um, or her age group at all either. So, um, yes, kind of steps in and we have a, we have a young adult group. That's all people my age. We have about 15 kids just in, just in Maryland. And, um, so I've met a lot of people locally that are going through it too. Um, but since I've been a part of it, like I, I help with the social media and everything, but I've been able to do my own research as I'm looking up like fact Friday or like, certain things like that. So I've really been able to kind of learn a lot about dementia in general. Um, and I'm also connected to a lot of great people who are on the board of YES that have given us, you know, resources that we probably would have never had without it. So I'm very lucky to have that, that group um, locally and that we're a part of it. Um, it's been amazing. You've kind of gotten connected and in that one of the most important things is, you know, just venting, having somebody knowing what you're going through and truly just being like, being able to be empathetic and sympathetic and there's nothing better than being in a group where people are going through the same thing as you. Um, so one thing that I've learned about dementia, and you may correct me, um, I think now they're at the point where the statistics are something like one in 10 adults is going to have dementia and um, the minorities are at a much higher risk for dementia. They're not exactly sure why a lot of it can be socioeconomic. A lot of it can be, like we said earlier, genetic and things like that. Um, but yeah, so minorities, uh, the black, Hispanic, Latinos, they're at a much higher 
risk of getting these diagnoses? Have you learned anything through like doing all your research that can help slow the process? So I think what I've heard by slowing the process is basically just taking care of yourself, eating healthy, exercising, using your brain, playing brain games on your phone, you know, like every day, just, you know, play a couple games and get your brain working. Um, unfortunately, like you said, if it's genetic or it's, in, it's, it's coming at you, you're going to get it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think just taking care of yourself and really being aware and being healthy. I think that's one thing that is really overlooked. I mean, not not to talk bad on my mom, but my mom never really lived that healthy of a lifestyle. Not saying that's the reason why she has it, but um, didn't really eat healthy, didn't exercise, was a smoker. So like she didn't take care of herself necessarily. So I think it's really important to to be healthy and to be proactive and to make sure you're using your brain for the right reasons and really, you know, test your brain, make sure it's working and all that stuff. So, but yeah, the minorities is a big thing. And it's also interesting that young onset, it's uh, women are higher rate diagnosed than men. Yeah, so I think more it's women like get double it the men. risk, right? Like two. Yeah. That's pretty, mm -hmm. that's terrifying. Yeah, I think so. You and I should like quiz each other yeah. every day. Just like, hey, here's the math problem. Don't do that, <laughs> exactly. I'll fail that part. Don't give me math, uh, but anything else, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty wild. Has that kind of yeah. lit a fire under you to do more exercise and to take better care of yourself? Mm, you're also like maybe. way too young. Not yet. You're like <laughs> 20s where you're in that, you're like, man, I'm gonna live my life. I think you're still super young, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so something that they have found with dementia, uh, like I said, I learned all this through doing therapy for so long, um, your muscle, the easiest way to word it is your muscle is, or I'm sorry, your brain is basically a muscle. So it's like going to the gym, lifting weights for your arms. You're not going to get strong in one day, right? So they actually recommend about 30 minutes a day for brain exercise and brain activity. So anything, doing the Sudoku puzzles, like you said, the puzzles on your phone, reading, just keeping your mind engaged. And obviously smoking is not a good thing. Um, eating healthy is fantastic. And then if you feel like you're having any of those signs and symptoms or you're concerned about going to your doctor because they do have medications that can help slow the process. Now, we said earlier there's not a cure, but they do have medicines to kind of slow it a little bit. Um, it, I think it works for a lot of people. Obviously, it's not the be all, you know, to it, but yeah, absolutely. So um, if somebody is watching this, Audra, and they're in the same boat, but let's say they're not in Maryland, so they're not able to come to those support groups that you have, what would be your best advice for them? Yeah, so I mean, I definitely think that even though we're in Maryland, I definitely think going online and just like Googling young onset dementia support in general and just seeing what comes up, whether it's in your area or not. I mean, just because we're based in Maryland, we're still doing Zoom calls for support groups and stuff like that. So we could go all over, all over the nation, you know, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of technology, like, like you said earlier with TikTok and all these people. I mean, I have people in Canada, I have people in Australia commenting on my stuff, like connecting that way. There's so many people that I've just messaged. I'm like, here, if you ever want to talk, let me know. Like, even if it's just one person and you just feel like you want to connect with them because you understand, they understand what you're going through then do it. Like, just be confident and be like, I'm, I want to talk to this person and ask her some questions. Just do it, you know? Um, I think one conversation or one text or anything like that can really help somebody get through whatever Absolutely. they're looking for. Now, what about, um, the other one was like, just in general, just, just in general. Yourself. 
Yeah. So I would, I would tell if I was like talking back to myself, like two years ago, I guess um, four years ago when it first happened, I mean, I would say the same thing that I probably said then, which is, you know, take advantage of every moment that you have because everything changes every day. And um, every moment that you do have with that person, you have personally for yourself, even after all of it's done, you'll always have that. You'll always be able to cherish it. Um, I also think that there's beauty in this disease as, as weird as that sounds. Um, I've kind of learned to see my mom in a different light as much as I miss, you know, who my mom was back in the day. I got to see her in a different light and I got to care for her like she used to for me. And, and there's some things that she says and some things that she does that she probably would have never done if this never happened to her. So um, there's a little bit of light there. You just get to relearn who that person is like as the same person, but as a little different, like not as your parent figure, you know? So there's some beauty in it. I mean, you see my TikToks, like it's, it, there's fun in it. That's not all the time, but it's not, it, it's not the end of the world, even though it does seem like it a lot, it's still the same person that it was before she was diagnosed. You know, it's just, it doesn't define who she is. And that's, and that's one thing that I, is my goal with kind of what I want for people to think about with dementia is it, it doesn't define who the person is. I think the stigma is unbelievable. And, you know, people are scared of it and they hear Alzheimer's, they hear dementia, or they hear it at the young age and they just run and they're scared of it. And it doesn't make that person any different. They're still who you love. And, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be harder, but they're still the person that you Absolutely. love. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Hats off to you and your family. Guy, I can't even like it just takes a village. I have several friends that have gone through things similar. And I think all the time, like what amazing, strong people, like we are such strong human beings and we don't even know it until we're put to the test with something like this, like so amazing. All right, I got an extra one that I always ask people. I am very much guilty for not, you know, I preach self care, but you can ask any of my friends. I have been um, a lot of people say I work too hard. Okay. So I don't practice what I preach as well as I should, but for you, what does self care look like for Audra? Cause I know this is hard. I know this weighs heavy. Although you get on here and you smile and your TikToks are fun behind the curtain. It is a tough thing. It is hard to imagine your mom changing and knowing, not knowing what's coming in the future. So self care, what does that look like for you? I think self-care is honestly just spending time with the people that I love most. Like it doesn't even matter what we're doing, whether it's my friends or my family. Like I'm a big, big family person, big. I mean, that's how we were brought up. We have a huge family. Um, I've had the same group of friends since we were in high school. So, I mean, just doing whatever we're doing with each other, that's like my extended family too. Like it's just that that's the most important thing to me. It doesn't even matter what we're doing. Like, I couldn't even tell you what it is. It's just like, if we're all together and we're, we're smiling and we're talking, even if we're talking about the nitty gritty stuff, that's sad or whatever. Like that's my self care is being with those people who are, who are there for me. And I'm yeah, lucky to have those awesome. people around. That's me. so cool. Everybody's a little bit different. So for me, I love my friends. I love my family, but self care more so looks like uh, re-energizing so for me I'm super introverted as you wouldn't guess because I play music in front of hundreds and thousands of people I do these interviews with people um, but to self like self-care I just need a moment of silence just to like 
reset. Um, so self-care looks a little bit different for everybody. So I'm super excited that you talked about yes, it's Y-E-S. People can get on there. I've been looking into that since I got to know you a little bit better and it looks so cool. So if you're going through this, like Audra said, reach out for help, message people. There's so many connections on the internet. Social media has been so cool. Like 2020, I feel like that really just skyrocketed social media. Yep, that's when I joined TikTok. I was like, I'll never create a TikTok in my life. And 2020 came around and I joined just to look at videos. By 2021, yeah, I was like, TikTok. Yeah, so. now you're like TikTok never famous. Never thought I'd do it. So. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, almost like, you know, TikTok, <laughs> um, to me, I was thinking about this before we start talking. It's almost like as therapeutic as writing in a journal every day. Yeah, well, that's what I tell people about mine is like, obviously, there's some crazy TikToks and stuff out there. But like, what I love about it is it is my live journal. I'll have those videos of my mom and me, you know, as long as I have them. So it's just it's showing and it's also showing me like I'm looking back on videos that I haven't looked at in years or pictures or anything like that. Like it's kind of given all of the family like, like on Mother's Day, we all went up and looked at our cards that we got her when, when we were kids and stuff like that. So it kind of brings you back to like, what we had before and then you're doing like the before and now or whatever you know so you're like looking for this content but then you're running across all this old stuff that you're like wow we haven't even done all this kind of stuff yeah. in a long time so that that's in kind itself of is kind of like self-care it's kind of like your journal you're sharing with, with people and not yeah. only are you getting to write it down you're getting feedback as well so that's super cool um audra it has been amazing thank you so much for joining me i know we're on totally different time schedules i'm super ticked off that i didn't know you're in baltimore we could have met up like two weeks ago <laughs> next time well next time next time we come into arkansas yeah. i will yeah. what is yeah. it go hogs? Go hogs. It? how the heck did you know that <laughs> Because one of my good friends is from Little Rock, so she would always watch the hogs or whatever. And she's like, Do we need to call the hog? Do I need to teach you how to do the hog call? Yeah, it's basically. Okay, good. No, right. I won't um, do I'm it. not super into sports, but I do love when the hogs play. It's a super big deal in Arkansas. Everybody loved their sports here. And it's kind of like you said, just friends and family getting together. I'm really just there for the dip and chips, for being honest, just between me and you and everybody here watching and the hundreds there of people that are here this later. Yeah. <laughs> yep that's awesome it's Absolutely. always a good time to go to the Audra I want to make a deal right now that we keep in touch I want to keep up with your mom your journey um here's the deal when you do an interview with me you're basically signing a contract that I'm now invested in your life and I'm going to check in from now on that's how I that's how I work so congratulations I'm going to annoy you from now on perfect <laughs> appreciate it I like all right annoyed. everybody so thank good. you so much for tuning in so what happens again for those people We've had a ton of people log in. My name is Townsend. So we do this live stream and then here shortly we will edit it. My team will get together, put it all together and it will become a podcast episode. So you can watch this live. This is just so people can get on, ask questions, be involved in real time. Um, so I'm super excited that we were able to work this out. And then we put it on the podcast so more ears can hear this story and more people can share it. So uh, Audra, I'll let you know when it goes live so you can share it with your people. Yeah, let me know. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. It's Absolutely. Been great. I hope really, you have a good I appreciate evening. it. All right, I'll see you later. You too. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com 
or shoot me a message on any social media platform at Townsend Team Music for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty.